Hello, my friends, and welcome to That's Bangin'. A new podcast celebrating everything great from farm to plate, from ship to service, and field to fork. A celebration of everything tasty, fresh, and excellent that's coming off our little beautiful island at the moment. In association with tasty, fresh, and excellent beer, Hop House 13. Always drink responsibly. That's Bangin' with Chris and Marcus. Talking food and drinking island. That's Bangin' with Chris and Marcus. Well, Marcus, how are you? How's Chris, things? it's good to see you, man. I'm good. How has your week been? My week has been uh, been busy. I mean, things are back open suddenly. The Sambo Ambo is flying. The Sambo Ambo is flying. We've been uh, flinging sandwiches. Down the storehouse. Distributing sandos. Hardcore. I uh, um, bumped into Marcus on Friday night in the storehouse. You did indeed. Yeah. Um, you didn't have a sandwich, though, because you were eating inside. But I was. You know I had a beautiful pint of Hop House 13 with a, with a fish chowder. What a time, man. <laughs> Do you know what? He, always on brand, this guy. Always on brand. Always on brand. Yeah, I, I ate in Rosa Madre as well, one of our favorites. Oh, fabulous. But yeah, it's good to see bars and restaurants back open. Definitely. Brilliant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so without further ado, this week, our guests are a Dublin bands that have been taking over the airways for the last four years. Can't Move On was the most played track on Irish radio in 2018, and with sold out Olympia shows and a massive performance at Electric Picnic's main stage, they've become Ireland's one, one of Ireland's favourite musical acts. Please welcome Wild Jute. Guys, you're very, very welcome to That's Banging. How are we getting on? Good, man. Thank you for having us. So just uh, for, for let, let the people know, we have Connor Donahue and we have Dave. Yes. Wheeling. Wheeling. Oh my God, that's a really bad start for me, isn't it? Jesus, man. <laughs> we'll, 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 you know? we'll, we'll talk about this after the show. Oh yeah. Do you know what? Oh my God. A few hop houses in, we'll have the discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could rename this the Amateur Hour Podcast. <laughs> this is, this is, this is brutal. The Joe Rogan would never do this. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, Joe Rogan gets paid more than us. Yeah, get Joe in here. <laughs> Apologies, Dave. Uh, no so, move on quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what's going on, guys? You're very welcome. Um, so, basically, what we're going to do today is have a bit of a chat about what you're doing, but also talk about the food you're liking, the drink you're drinking, um, and how it fits in with what you guys do as a band. Um, so suppose, kind of, can we get a bit of background on the band for anybody, the, the probably tiny minority of people in Ireland who don't know about you guys, where where did you start? Where are you from? Well, me and Connor are, well, we grew up in the same kind of area, and we were the only two that played music out of a giant group of friends who had no interest in music. So obviously us two gravitated to each other. And we used to like skip school and go into his like shed in his back garden and just jam out covers that were absolutely terrible at the time. Nice. And make up the worst songs ever. But uh, that's when me and him became friends. And that's when we started to just go down the music road and went into different bands. But we always stayed in touch like that. And then one day, we were yeah. just like, let's do a wild youth. So. so when you say you played music, like, I've seen you live on stage a good few times now. Yeah. But uh, obviously, Connor, you've seen you with the with the guitar and the keyboard, and Dave, your big frontman yeah, stage yeah. presence. So, what would you what would you been the original instru- instruments you would have been into back then? Would have been the same, same thing. Yeah, yeah, same. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave's yeah. Dave's just being modest. Dave, like, we used to go and like we'd be in friends' houses or whatever, and he would like just whip out the guitar and start singing. I'd be like, fuck. He's <laughs> And you'd see all the girls like gravitate towards him. I was like, how can I get in I on this? Do, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. You just see me at home learning the piano like, do you know frantically. What? Like, there has to be a really honest conversation about this. I think there's a lot of crossover between like music and cooking. That mm-hmm. like I've talked to a lot of musician friends of mine and chef friends of mine of like, why did you start? And they're like, because I just wouldn't have had a chance with girls otherwise. And it was either I learned how to play a couple of good songs or make a banging carbonara or I'm never going to find love. Like, that's literally... Well, it's not true because we still don't have a chance. (laughs) And we've been playing a long time. I can teach you how to make a carbonara if you want. We need to learn how to cook, so... Our chat chat is shy, don't don't worry. (laughs) Um, So what's the lifestyle like as a... 
as, I, as professional real life rock stars now. I think that was definitely a thing back in the day. Um, and it was like people always spoke, speak about that time. And it was when records used to make bands the most money. So bands would make all their money from records. And then the celebration of that record was like the fun part was you would go on tour. Yeah. Whereas now it's like records don't necessarily make bands the money, but touring does. So no, it's absolutely not like that because your touring life is so hectic and your shows are so important that you have to be like we're like when we tour, we're eating so healthy. We're like in the gym. Of course, there's sometimes when you have a day off the next day, you have beers and you go out or something after one of the shows. But it's like mainly we're trying to eat healthy. We're in the gym, you know, training and just because, yeah, especially like for you, you yeah. know, you're, I come off bollocks after every time I'm up there, you know, so mm. it, you almost have to kind of have the attitude of an athlete, like where if you don't rest before you get up there, the gig will suffer. The people that come to see the gig then will go, ah, these aren't as good as I heard they are. Yeah. So you have to stay on top, you know. So is there anything that you wouldn't eat before a show or anything that like, you know, any big no-nos? Well, I, I find it hard to eat before Anyway, regardless, like I get those little butterflies yeah, yeah, in the stomach yeah. mm. and shit like that. So like I kind of stay away from eating when it comes to like three hours before I can't even eat. Yeah, so, yeah. but in our in our room and like our rider where all our food and stuff where we get given before we go on like snacks and drinks and shit, we always have like hummus and carrots and yeah. crisps and shit so like you, that's, that. So you know? that's your, your, you request that on the rider. That's yeah. what you want. You want the healthy stuff. The healthy stuff. Because if you give us the bad stuff then. Even our bread is gluten free. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's no well. Don Julio or anything on that now, is there? Oh, there is for afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's, um, I, I think that's a, kind of a cool thing about modern music and you know, like kind of, that it's not just this complete excess anymore. Yeah. And like more and more bands are doing like actually training on tour and eating healthy and have yeah. more consciousness about that. You see yeah. it everywhere now. Yeah. You know? And then when you hear sometimes of the bands that aren't and are going book ape and all, most of the time it's never really the case. It's, it's probably an image just, thing. It's an or, image thing, yeah. maybe. But um, don't get me wrong, everyone likes to have a party and likes to kind of let their hair down, but we have to pick our moments. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You guys have toured quite a bit. Is there any particular country that really is your favorite for food? Um, I think we did a tour with Code Line around Europe. Mm-hmm. So we went to like all the major cities around Europe. And I think uh, where like Lisbon, nice. Milan, like, you know, you're going to all these cities that we had kind of never been before. Mm. I remember Milan, we went, remember to the food market? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. been to that market in Milan. Have you? So yeah, it's got like all the vintage clothes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So the venue is literally like across the okay, road. Okay, right. So before the show, we went over there and we just like, Checked it. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. The Brera market there, yeah. They're just like European markets in general yeah. are amazing. And, like and a, the yeah. Gothic Quarter in Milan. Uh, yeah. Remember that one? That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Barcelona. Barcelona. Is Barcelona the Buccaria Barcelona. in Barcelona. Yeah. That's one of the more famous ones in Europe. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, incredible. Just all yeah, the that's kind of <laughs> That's kind of like what we like to do because we will like go to a venue and we'll sound check. And then no matter where we are, we kind of just wander around and we try and find like coffee shops where we try and find mm. like cafes or cool little food yeah. shops and that's when you're saying like what do you before a show we kind of do that around then so like yeah. three or four because you only and, get like yeah. an hour or two window in the day to do something and then though. you go back and you're kind of you're in the venue then for the rest of the time but it might like we we would eat maybe three or four hours before yeah. a show but we would just kind of wander around wherever we are beautiful because it's, it's yeah it's mm. a cool thing to do because you feel because sometimes if you go to certain places and you sound check and you just kind of stay in the venue for the day yeah 
You've never you been there. Yeah, you don't, like, you <laughs> yeah. don't know anything yeah, about yeah, it. So yeah. we try and go out and yeah. take in all the culture. Yeah. You hear that all the time, time with sports teams when they like they go to play in a different city, but they, they only see the hotel they're in. Yeah. They only see mm-hmm. the, yeah. the stadium they're in. And they, they yeah. know it because know they can't walk around because the fans have mobbed them. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's, and I suppose that's, you know, that'll happen as well for music acts as well. You know, uh-huh. but like, maybe if you're playing in Milan, you can you can walk around a little bit freer than you would, like, you know, maybe on Dawson Street. Oh, yeah, for absolutely. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Like the first day it was, we could wear a banner around our head saying, wild you and people still wouldn't know who we are. Please take our picture yeah. no, yeah. you know? we're playing here tonight uh, a t-shirt like there you go marketing um so you guys were childhood friends as mm-hmm. you mentioned yes. was yeah. food part of a when you were out jamming in the shed were you eating as well was there was a kind of a link? can we be honest about this about what depends what you're going to be honest about you used to eat terribly <laughs> oh yeah that yeah oh yeah i was bad uh, so i was a very picky eater and also with the pickiness, all I would eat was badness. Okay, so okay. Yeah, I love the way Connor ran that by you first, but can we tell your deep? Could, I thought it was going to be something worse. <laughs> that that could like, have been anything, like the great expose yeah. of that's bang in 2020. Yeah. Just, can, we, uh, can we finally speak about this? I was like, oh shit. Yeah. What do I do? Walk out. There's just pitchforks outside. <laughs> just like this guy's disgusting. <laughs> he used to only eat fish fingers <laughs> yeah. with mayonnaise. Oh. Are you still a picky eater? No, no, I'm better now. Okay. He he kind of forced me to eat a lot of food I'd never have okay. eaten when I were growing up as well yeah because like I would have all like I love like sushi and you know mm. I like Thai food and but like Dave wouldn't even like he would that eat, was nightmare shit for me like, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't even eat peppers like chips in like a, oh chips ketchup fish fingers was one of the main ones I've done my research okay yeah. <laughs> like, list here, on the, we spoke to your mom on the plate everything had to be separate uh like separate they couldn't touch so if I was having beans and they touched the fish finger that fish finger was Ooh. getting lobbed you know it was yeah psychotic stuff. that's a bit no, of obsessive cold compulsive it was yeah it was bad that's so yeah. hardcore like it's do you know what honestly <laughs> but I'm good now haven't I mm-hmm. it's the whole he's, he eats sushi now and okay. he eats Thai food yeah, and yeah peppers well, there was always, there was always <laughs> a chance with peppers the fish fingers are, yeah. peppers are up the top of the list <laughs> there once the bottom um, were you always a bit more of an adventurous eater in all your in all your buddies Um no I don't think so. I was actually, I was a fussy eater in my own way when I was younger. Uh, all you ate was sushi. No, but I never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All I ate was fish fingers. All I ate yeah. was peppers. I, w- I wouldn't <laughs> eat beans unless they touched a fish yeah. finger. Just... <laughs> Eating peppers like an apple. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. No, but I like I didn't really eat meat like growing mm. up. I just didn't like it. Yeah. I, I would like have chicken, but I wouldn't really eat meat. So. If ever, like my mom was making dinner when I was younger, it was like she would make. Obviously, my brothers are much bigger and everything than me, but they would love meat, and she would make dinners like that. But always just had to make me pasta. I had pasta seven nights a week. Right, that's okay. no joke. Seven Carb, nights. Carb a week. Connor. The exact same pasta, so that's hence why I was chubby. So when what I was, was the cut of pasta? Is he a fusilli or? <laughs> I've no idea. <laughs> it was like, the dolmio weenie. Yeah, you approached that like a butcher. Like what cut of pasta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What pasta do you want? Maybe yeah. shape, shape would be the more Italian thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> so so far, we you you guys are kind of keeping it clean on the road. You're eating regionally. You're eating very healthy. You're exercising. Um, is that just during touring? But for festival season, like I, I DJ and I've done my yeah. fair kind of share of festivals and. Yeah, it's good. I think it gets a little bit looser. Oh, for there. sure. Yeah. Like as I said, like we have to pick, you have to pick your battles to do. You know, so like we got to play the main stage in Electric Picnic there. Twenty nineteen. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. all over the place now. Twenty twenty. Don't know what's going on. Oh, listen, days but, uh, are like. Oh man, it's all just one big mashup. Yeah. But, uh, 
we had we just finished doing a string of gigs running up to that and then that was our last one so yeah we went absolutely crazy I was there it was great that was amazing Mm -hmm. They've, they've shocked the world with his new hairdo. My green hair. Yeah. <laughs> I decided I had a shaved head then. I just decided to go lime green. I look like Kermit the Frog. Nice. And uh, yeah, got some uh, crazy reactions when I was taking my hat off in the middle of fucking 1975. And it's like, oh, it's the green headed. <laughs> <laughs> so the adrenaline coming down off the stage then must be insane. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. You have to figure out how to deal with it, don't you? Because yeah. I, th- yeah, I think like I, you learn to deal with it, I think, a little bit. You never get used to it, but you no. learn to deal with it. Because yeah. it's like, at the start, you're like, oh my God. And mm-hmm. like you go home, you just literally, you're lying in bed at like four o'clock in the morning, still can't sleep. And, and the it's crash like, then comes. Yeah, so you have to learn to do things like when you come off stage, maybe like we go into the dressing room, it's just us and it's like, you just chill for like 20 minutes. And then it's like, you all kind of come down together and then it's like, okay, then yeah. you all go out together. Yeah, I suppose if you just stay on the go and stay on that level, then you're never going to come down. Like, yeah, but yeah, like if you're doing do something, worse, if, you know? yeah, when you're doing something like electric picnic and you play and you go back and it was like yeah. straight away seeing friends and family because we knew we had the next day off. We knew we were going to stay. Wow. So like that's then you're on like the yeah. biggest high of all time. Mm. Mm. And obviously we're in this kind of strange time at the moment and we've had all the festivals cancelled this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking towards the vaccine is coming out now and there's talk of festivals starting to announce stuff for next uh-huh. year. Mm-hmm. Are you are in those conversations yet? Is there stuff coming up for you? Yeah, next year yeah for scene? sure. Yeah, um, definitely. We're very keen to kind of play shows again. We miss it uh, like crazy and we've we've recorded a lot of new music and a lot of new music's going to be coming out in the new year. So, yeah, we're super excited to hopefully play shows and can't wait to see us again. If they want us. Oh, I can't wait for shows to be back. Honestly, uh, I've been talking to so many mates about this. Of just, I know. Uh, I was even talking about it during the week. I was like, I miss playing shows, but I also miss Going, going to, show. to shows like just even like you know going if a mate's playing somewhere or even yeah it doesn't like music stand yeah. up DJing mm-hmm. yeah theater yeah anything like just yeah. anything going, anything. going to a because that kind of a show yeah that would have cool. like always been I think me and you especially if those like if we had a night off or if we were like here one thing we would have always done is go on like mcd.ie or see like what gig is on that yeah. night yeah. and that like. We wouldn't just go and go out to like clubs or anything because like that wasn't. We there's, would try and go. There's a stage and, where like we'd go to a gig before our gig. Like we went to yeah. Libya to see uh, the Crowners before we played a gig one night, and it went off to our gig. Yeah, right? like that was I our obsession. It, yeah. You know, I suppose if you're involved in the music industry like that, it's probably imprinted on you a lot. So mm-hmm. like, that way you yeah. want to you want to be out at other things. You mm-hmm. want to see what other bands are doing. Yeah, and of course you're appreciative of their music. As well. And we've just always been that way. Like me and him, even when we were younger, we used to just go to any gig we could go to and just watch everyone all the time so it's kind of been it's been the first time we can't yeah the way we've always been so it is it's like as terrible as it is not being able to play shows I actually miss not going to shows as well I hear you I hear you Um, if you could see one band in the world right now one band one act one singer one rapper one beat poet (laughs) whatever just any kind of performance alive yeah just live alive alive yeah 1975 because that was actually the last one I seen January the 10th I seen them in was it? Uh, it was March. March. March, yeah. It was our it was our birthdays, three arena. March yeah. sixth. It was I'm fifth, he's eight, and it was bang in the middle. I'm seventh. Seventh. Jeez, here we go. Yeah. We're going to be breaking up after this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to myself. Who did I see on January the 10th? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bigger <laughs> issues over there. <laughs> my birthday. Um, what you? <laughs> so that's uh, what, 1975 Amazing Band. Yeah, and uh, I think Tame Impala. Okay. Sad. Or else I would go and see the Beach Boys. Oh, I saw Brian Wilson a couple of years ago. When he came in, to the tree arena. Oh, so did I. Saw him at a no at Primavera in oh. Spain. Oh. And it was like the last day of the festival and everyone was a bit delicate and 
he was playing at like four or five in the day, which is early enough for a spell. It was still really hot, you know, it didn't yeah, really yeah. kick off until later. And um, you kind of don't realize how much some of, well, first of all, like the Beach Boys anthology, like Pet Sounds changed yeah. everything. Yeah, man. Everything. And just, I remember specifically having a portion of octopus balls in my hand, not like... <laughs> like actual Tesco's? No, like... <laughs> to put, like I, didn't know, I didn't know. Yaki, yeah. And um, just, he started playing God Only Knows. And I remember crying, uh, eating octopus balls <laughs> in Spain. That's watching a beautiful Brian, moment. Watching Brian Wilson. And genuinely, <laughs> my head's it's like, it's, right oh, it's, it was beautiful. It was just like, God Only Knows what. Just, <laughs> I can actually see like there's a tear coming. Yeah, like I'm getting emotional thinking of this. But what a what a Sunday act like, you know, like oh. feeling emotional and that's come on. I'd probably leave the festival straight after. Literally, I'd just, be just a wreck. What was amazing was just the amount of people who straight after that were just whipping out their phones and calling people, just being like, "Hey, just, oh, that's yeah. just call them, and say hello." Yeah, so yeah. Beautiful. miss you. That's the beauty of music, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it can make you like cry and drop octopus, <laughs> octopus balls. Oh, literally. Have you any crazy stories from the festival scene with any musicians with octopus, octopus balls or anything like that? No? No, I've never, I've never made anyone cry into octopus balls anyway. I'm playing, so I'm doing it all wrong. The, night, the, the night is young, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, New goals for 2021. Yeah. Do you? Um, so a lot of like musicians, especially rappers, in the last couple of years, are pairing music with food a lot more. You look at the likes of kind of Action Bronson being a massive one. Do you guys? Would you? If you had to describe your music as a uh, as a cuisine or a dish. <laughs> What would it be? Yeah. Fish fingers and beans. Fish fingers and beans. <laughs> Not touching on the plate. Not touching. Um, Mexican. Mexican. Yeah. Spicy boy. Below tequila. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Mexican. Only after the show, after yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, Of course. Designated yeah. come down period. Yeah, so Mexican with tequila. I'd love to come. Yeah. Be mix Mexican. of everything. What's in your taco? A mix yeah. of everything in one plate. <laughs> El well, <youth>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have you been to Mexico? No, no. But I want to go. Love to go. It's somewhere I'd absolutely love to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so come here. Obviously, we mentioned earlier that December is upon us, and things are kind of reopening for the mm -hmm. moment. Because um, you know, as as we know, there aren't any tour shows or any gigs at the moment. Usually, mm -hmm. this would be a crazy time for any kind of band. Mm -hmm. um, are you guys getting a bit of a time off? Are you eating anywhere? Have you booked into any restaurants or bars? Or we actually have a really busy couple of days. This um, week we do. Yeah, well, I'm actually going to FX Buckley's with my girlfriend. Oh, nice! So that's our little treat, you know. But yeah, that's all I'm doing. This posh, week. posh. FX We're going to be posh. So Big sticks. Yeah. yeah. What's the best steak? I've been told to get the ribeye. Yeah, I'm very rib. fond of ribeye. That's myself, the tastiest, yeah. and they said that in there it's off the chain. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, uh, they're not. They're they're originally a butcher's from Dorset Street. Like, I think they're there like nearly hundred years or something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so like they're just known for their cuts of beef. Fantastic. Yeah, they actually they breed their so own cows, so it's like Did they actually. Yeah? yeah, full on. They have their own herds of cows. Wow. And oh, you know what? Right. Honestly, if you want a next the the Sunday roast in FXB, uh, Chris, have you had it? I have not, but I've heard it's, the find uh, find the fine thoughts about it. No, do you know what? It's like it's something like twenty one or twenty two euro. It's not too expensive, but it's like. That American steakhouse style prime rib, okay. where it's like a slab of rib, gravy, culcanon, all your sides. It is Unreal. honestly amazing. Like that's and it's a, what a Dublin institution as well. Like this family, Francis Xavier Butley, it says, sounds man. like an X man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does, and he, he slaughters cows. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> with his laser vision. That's obviously. his special power. <laughs> I was gonna say he sounds like he's in the Strokes. <laughs> yeah. 
with laser vision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This uh, is uh, Francis Xavier Buckley. He plays dude. guitar. Yeah. Francis <laughs> Casablancas yeah. from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> and what about yourself, Connor? Are you off anywhere this week, or have you anything booked for December? No, actually, I've nothing. To be honest, I didn't plan on being back this early, but we are doing a live stream. So obviously, because I had to come back from London, what? I. Um, so tell us a bit about that. What's what's involved in the live stream? It is out on it's on the twenty third of mm -hmm. December, I think, and it is it's a government funded gig, just a live stream with loads of different Irish acts oh, uh, on in Cypress Avenue in Cork. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, with you know, is this other voices? No, it's not. But it's just different Irish acts. I think okay, are okay. doing gigs and they're streaming it out on the twenty third. It's with like Red FM. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, so we're super excited to that. But I, I didn't make any plans because I just didn't know I was going to be back. We'll get you in somewhere. Early. We'll get you a little booking. Yeah, we? yeah. You can get me in the storehouse. Yeah, there, there you go. Hashtag <laughs> Hop House 13. Yeah. Yeah. Feed you a sandwich if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I will definitely try and do something. And he's back for Christmas? Yeah. So tell us about the Christmas dinner situation on the table, Christmas Day. What's going on in the households? What, 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 what do you see from early morning to the full day? How does it go? My dad thinking he's made the whole like dinner, but it was actually my mom who put all the effort <laughs> in. That's one. I um, think that's a pretty classic. That's a classic Dublin a classic. Irish um, father and mother scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he made the stuffing and all that's talking uh, about is the, the stuffing for the day. Probably, yeah, like, and then he's now he boiled some carrots or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. the carrots. Those, those, those carrots. The carrots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're carrots. Yeah. Um, are you going full traditional Christmas dinner? Or, like, are we talking turkey, ham? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Any any weird Christmas traditions? Mm, do I? No, I don't think so. I think mine's pretty like standard. Get up, open presents, watch movies. Nice. Have the dinner. Then Francis Xavier. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> and then go see Francis, of course. <laughs> Francis. Francis Xavier Buckley. Yours is yours is more out yours is more uh, out there than most normal families. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, we're just boys, so we stay in a hotel. Okay. Because um we tried to do it at home one year and we mm -hmm. made an absolute shambles of the dinner. <laughs> yeah. um, Everyone made carrots and we were all telling yeah, you yeah. Eat them. the carrots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so we stay in a hotel in Dublin and yeah, I actually don't even really eat turkey and ham on Christmas. Still, that's exciting, you know. Like, I actually, I'd, I stayed in a hotel with my Elva a couple of years ago. We went to Amsterdam. For Christmas for Day, Christmas yeah, it was just like surprise. Let's I, go. I think it's pretty cool. It's really yeah, it's nice and it's cool because uh, some last three Christmases, I've gone down to Temple Street yeah. to see the kids. Unreal. So being in town and then you walk down to Temple Street, mm -hmm. you do that for a couple hours, and then come back and then yeah, have some food and then you kind of wait around. Do about seven outfit changes before dinner. Key, <laughs> absolutely crucial. And then, um, and then, yeah, go to dinner. And then I think everyone eats way too much, so you're so full that you, you kind of just, yeah, 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 yeah. fall asleep. It always, it always reminds me of Home Alone. Uh, staying in a hotel for Christmas. Yeah, he's home alone too. Two where he stays he's in, in the New hotel. Is that the one? He's in the plaza. The, yeah, and he <laughs> talks to Trump. And, and he talks to Trump. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. A, what a weird character. Yeah, I'm alone. Yeah, I, said, what? I can't believe he voted for Trump. 
Yeah. <laughs> Who did you do? Did you? No. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody um, put an amazing tweet up just being like, they should make a, a sequel to Home Alone. Was there a Home Alone 3? There was a tree, but yeah, wait, it, was it, was a wasn't, it wasn't Macaulay Culkin. No, it was no, some other kid. They should make a, a new Home Alone where it's in the same timeline, but nobody acknowledges the fact that Macaulay Culkin's in his <laughs> late 30s. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this part of the podcast, I usually like Marcus to introduce it because he says it in a really beautiful way. Uh, we call it the devil's dessert, um, which is it's okay, That's guys. That's a voice I'm, for radio. I am, yeah, I am free for Rick. Oh well, okay. The devil's there dessert. There was once yeah. a devil, and he had a we dessert. Might use that sound by next <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, the devil's dessert. Everyone talks about death row meals, last meals. The devil's dessert is basically if the devil was going to visit you tomorrow, if you opened the door and it was the devil himself. They're playing fiddle. Why does he always play fiddle? What a weird instrument for the devil. To play. I anyway. never knew I that. Never I about that. Yeah, yeah like the devil knew. playing fiddle at the crossroads. Just like, why is he a goat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is he? If, if yeah, I, I never knew. Actually, horns, do you know, like yeah. you guys are musicians. Like, if what what instrument would the devil be playing in yours? Like, I, I've so always. It has to be something really like sinister. I always like, thought the like, violin is sinister. The electric saw. Yeah, just a or, saw. playing or the violin with a saw. Now, that or, would be sinister enough. Him you know? and Francis murdering a load of cows. Just. <laughs> <laughs> or what about a laser? Like a, a, a theremin. A theremin. Francis a theremin. Xavier Buckley. It's an instrument that, like, it's the only instrument that you can play in the world without touching. And it's got, it kind of sounds like. It's yeah, a, yeah. It's like. Oh, it's just the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but that's yeah. kind of cool. It's kind of cool, thought, but in a devilish kind of way. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> in um, Anyway, we've, we've now established the devil as a. Um, a multi-talented a, musician. A, multi, a multi-talented musician. Um, and a goat. And a goat. Yeah, the goat, actually. Yeah, greatest of all time. Let's go. Um, the, um, if the devil was knocking in last year and he was like, listen, you have one more meal. You have one meal before you're whisked off this earth forever. What would it be? Is a starter main and dessert now? It's, you can go starter main and dessert. Dave, start with you. Okay. All right. Starter, I'll go for macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Main, I'll go for fajitas. Oh, yeah. That's strong. And dessert, I'd go for like a chocolate fondanti sort of. <sighs> n- n- um, yeah, a situation, kind just of a situation. Little, something with a bit of lava to it. Yes, lots of yeah. pouring chocolate from the inside. Yeah. This guy's a crowd pleaser. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Fajitas as a main course is a bold move. I went through a phase of, didn't I, cons of like just eating fajitas every It was when I actually started eating peppers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are these red and green things in here? Ooh, Don't ask, they're different color fajitas. Um, so we're talking mac and cheese to start, and just re- straight up mac and cheese, or were we talking like lobster, truffle? A truffle, yeah, I got just truffle. Maybe a little truff. Truffle season, get it in, you? Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> truff. Can't get enough of that wonderful truff. Um, <laughs> and what about yourself, Conor? Are you uh, as the more adventurous eater here? <laughs> um, what would I have? The whole last meal thing is so interesting. It's so interesting. You know, because like it's so hard. It's hard, but I think like I the, take these things really seriously. So I'm like, is that really? <laughs> well, yeah. It's your last meal. I know. I know. Yeah. Like, don't. No, but like, so, sometimes people are like, just, just say anything. Yes. I'm like, no. Neve Cullen said toast off the bat straight away. Like, toast. literally. <laughs> she goes, I love toast. I love her. She's a like legend. almost so without, good. without toast. finishing the sentence. She's like, toast. <laughs> I think. Um, Prawns pill pill would be my nice. Style. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe. bit of that. Uh, and then my main course would be probably Italian, like a mm. pasta. Okay, like a really good Italian tomato based kind of pasta. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. And then I think dessert would be. 
Probably chocolate fondant as well. Sweet, yeah. okay. Two for one on the chocolate fondant. Something, yeah. something warm and gooey. Yeah, yeah. With, seems, with ice cream. Seems so you get the hot and cold oh, thing. Contrast. And I mean, if they want to put caramel on it too. Oh, yeah, I can't say that. Just a drizzle. Yeah. Salted caramel ice cream has to come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah they can Hagen do that. Salted um, caramel ice cream. Mm-hmm. Any's ever had that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's always comfort food. Always. Hagen does our Ben and Jerry's. Hagen does. Always. Without even thinking. Yeah, toast. That, that, um, I actually think that have you tried that Halo Top? Is that what it's called? The, the ice cream. It's Halo like top, the yeah, dairy free. It has like four hundred calories in the tub. It's so good. It's great because you can eat a full tub of it and then be like, um, do you know what I'm gonna do? Okay, so so <laughs> so, can I ask you guys a question? Of course you can. All right, flip. The so Let's you're go. doing obviously Dublin Social mm-hmm. and you the food podcast. Yeah. What are you? Your three favorite restaurants in Dublin, and what are your three favorite restaurants oh, in Dublin? Okay. Like this. Yes, here we go. <laughs> this is something that's been asked to me. Like, just ask me every day. People just write into like Dublin Social and going, where, like, where if you're gonna eat? Where are the mm-hmm. best places you like to go constantly? And it's something that, like, you know, I actually really kind of struggle with because I love everywhere, and I love just go. I love so many different cuisines, and like what you said, just some things you were saying there. Prawns, purple, love it. Yeah, yeah. Things of the world, but I find like, like, you know, if things that I've said to people a lot, I kind of a lot, a lot of time I send people. Down in Crow Street in Temple Bar, there's two fabulous Italians, one facing each other. Yeah, and, uh, we just talked. I've about been Rosa, there. We just talked mm. about Rosa Madre a minute ago with the brilliant Luca. Yeah, amazing seafood, amazing pasta, amazing wine. And across the road, you have Il Vicoletto by Christian Vicoletto, and it's absolutely insane as well. Amazing pastas. He's a, he, he talk, when he talks about wine, he is like absolutely insane. So powerful, so passionate. You'd be watching. Him I go, love Oh that. my god, this is insane. They're mental. Yeah, yeah. Italians do it better. Yeah. And maybe one more. What else? I th- okay, so I think I think <laughs> Rosa Madre is that opposite um, the tattoo shop. Yeah, yeah. directly yeah, opposite yeah. tattoo shop. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. been there. Brilliant. Uh, Ado Coogan actually. Yeah, yeah. The amazing yeah. Aiden Coogan, mm-hmm. legend. Neighborhood yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Neighborhood threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the coolest man ever. Uh, took me there once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. insane. It's definitely, it's a, it's one of those spots that if you know, you know. Yeah, like it's, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and what's the third? Um, I see. I don't know. This is turned it. This is turned it. This is turned into my podcast. He's not letting you go <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was just hoping that was going to just went over to Marcus there now. You know, I, I mentioned two lovely businesses. I was going to go get at Marcus. But uh, okay, we'll go with one more. Um, how about Uno Mass on um, Angel Street? So Uno Mass, one more. It's uh, the same owners as the fabulous Eto on um, oh, Marcus yeah. Street. So it's kind of like Spanish style, smaller plates, absolutely fantastic. They're, they're, they're it's actually probably Marcus's one of Marcus's favorites as well. I was um, probably going to put it as uh, as my number one. I was going to give in, in no particular order my three, mm. but definitely Edo and Uno Massa was going to have it as a joint place. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, if you ask me what restaurant I missed them at when the the month that Uno Massa opened mm-hmm. in a four week period, I ate there twenty three times. Uh, in a month. In a month. That's good gone. That is excessive. It's, that one of my best <laughs> it's excessive. I'm, I'm like that though. If I find a place that I like, I'll let you go there. Literally, you like, I, like um, you build that relationship. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. in there one night. So wait, sorry, what are yours? Yeah. Uh, so Edo Nuno Mass would be definitely a joint place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. S is up there as one of my favorites. Oh yeah, I know the owner, Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, what's Mr. S now? What kind of food is that? I've heard like uh, unbelievable uh, things. It's open fire cooking. It's, uh, the chef is a good buddy of mine. His name's Dan Hannigan. Um, he organizes. Mm-hmm. This dinner called Food for Thought, which is a suicide prevention dinner, raises has raised over forty thousand euro in the last two years, I think. Wow. Um, but he is also like it's. I think that when you when it's probably the same with music. When you know the person making something and you see the progress they've made He's in their own ability, totally. their own, it just tastes better. It sounds yeah, better. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like you're proud. Yeah, you, uh, know, the, you know the backstory. Unbelievably too, you know? so. Yeah. Uh, so that's um, a joint one. So oh, sorry, Mr. S. Yeah, Mr. S. Edo and Unamas. 
And then for another, maybe just if I'm going like all out, maybe Sambo the Sambo Ambo. Yeah, <laughs> the Samulance Ambulance. Um, no, it's maybe the Greenhouse. Oh, cool. Okay. Maybe the Greenhouse. It's... Yeah, two Michelin star on Dawson Street. It is like Michael Valjanin there is without a doubt the best cook in the country. Like he's a, an absolute genius. Um, and it is one of those things that if you want to try perfect, perfectly executed fine dining, go there. It's the one. Dave? Plates are a beauty. I don't know. I wouldn't be uh, the big restaurant person. So, I don't know. I need to go to that place. What's it? Chapter one? Chapter one. Let's all go to chapter one. Because my friend, and it's actually so good talking to two people who are so passionate about food as Mm. well, because I live in an apartment with one of my best mates, and his girlfriend is an absolute food lover herself, and she got a a treat to chapter one from him the other day. Fabulous. And she came back and said it was like literally the best food she's ever eaten in her oh, life. It's a wonderful place. So, really wonderful place. I'll go there. I'm going to FX Buckley's, so I'll put that up <laughs> in there somewhere. We can get a full review. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, lads, at the start of the show, we mentioned our local fresh and tasty sponsor, Hop House 13. So uh, in this section, before we kind of wrap things up, we're just going to ask you what's hopping. So we want to celebrate some of the most vibrant and local food experiences Ireland has to offer. Uh, but not just food experiences. It could be anything. So tell us about something you're excited about. I know this horrible year is coming to an end. Um, maybe it's a project maybe it's a, a release maybe it's a gig that you have coming up maybe it's something that you're looking for next year and just a reminder to always enjoy Hop House responsibly what is hopping um, I am looking forward to kind of just having my family back all around for Christmas being with everyone again because we've kind of literally the whole year we've not all been together Uh taking some time and just being with them and yeah maybe I think we always like it's always like a kind of Christmas thing we go to like Cop and Jarrell which is one of my favourite restaurants in Ireland amazing so yeah looking forward to little things like that and just getting to hang with people also we get to do a gig for the first time in like a year yeah. which will be that's great togetherness cool. is like a massive thing yeah. that, that is hopping that's always hopping yeah. Right? yeah and I think just spending a year kind of away from family and friends and everything and I don't know it just feels so nice to be back home yeah. and kind of have these few days and be with like family and stuff. So that's kind of what's happened See, for yeah, me. It kind of feels like Christmas can fix the whole COVID thing yeah. for a small yeah. while, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, until we go into lockdown in January. Again. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God. So are we saying that's what's happened? Christmas and togetherness. Christmas and like, togetherness. That'd be <laughs> the most all? wholesome answer. Should we all start singing Christmas songs right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. I just went full Migos there. Um, uh, <laughs> I de- yeah, I'd, I'd be with that answer as well but then also playing a live gig to an audience that's mm. that's the one thing yeah. I can't wait because that one will be hopping hopping you know yeah. yeah but hopefully that will come together in the summer we fingers crossed the vaccine can sort all this stuff out but yeah that's the one thing I miss like really 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 bad yeah. that energy in a room when there's a gig going on for yeah. someone that's like so energetic on stage like how, how like say you're doing this live stream now on mm. Friday how how is that so many so different for you now that like you don't get to feed off that energy? I'm gonna I'm gonna really find that out on Friday mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Was um, this your first kind of time doing it? Like we, well, obviously we did we did like we did like Instagram live things and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like where we were just sitting in like say my front room or mm-hmm. his front room and we were playing a few tunes. Yeah. But this is the first time we're gonna be like on an actual stage with actual lights, with actual mics, with in ears, with the sound, with everything. All you're missing is but the an empty room. Yeah, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. gonna be that's gonna be strange and. I'm expecting it to be strange. I'm still going to go up there. I'll, I'll probably still give it like 100% and yeah. go crazy because I'm missing it so much. I have to let something go. But we will find out on Friday what it's really like, you know? Deadly. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be like, sing! 
tumbleweed going across the room yeah but yeah, still yeah. not still not, not the thousands of people on the uh, out in the in the in the venue yeah no. yeah so uh just back to like so obviously you're based in london uh what's the plans for new year's then when you get back the plans for the new year's is new year's plural mm. um we have obviously because we haven't been doing shows we've kind of been living in the studio and writing a lot of new music um yeah and so we'll, we have and yeah new so music. the latest track is next to you that's out in the charts now yeah yeah that's been out and that's been great um that was a song we kind of recorded at the start of the year and uh we loved a lot yeah it's um, all over the radio at the moment all oh, over it cool. love it um yeah so that was a song that we absolutely loved and we put that out and that was just kind of a little because it's quite different to some of the stuff that we did before it's just a little yeah, it's teaser cool. into kind of the world yeah yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to have lots of new music coming out in the first kind of few months of the new year so it's going to be super busy for us um, and then hopefully by the time that we've got all of that music out we're kind of heading towards an album and maybe doing shows and that's really exciting, Connor. Thanks for coming in. Dave, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Uh, thank really, you. really great to have you on and uh, wishes all the best going forward now next year. Hopefully loads of gigs, loads yeah, more exciting. Yeah, Get that energy back in the room. Give us the gigs, give us the gigs. So just in case people want to keep up with what you're doing, uh, what are your handles? Where can people find your music? Um, on Instagram, it's at bandwildjute. Same on Twitter and Facebook. It's the same, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure too. So at bandwildjute at all of them. And then, yeah, obviously, Spotify everywhere like that. Millions Spotify, of plays. ITunes, millions, literally millions. YouTube. <laughs> actually, go to YouTube and give our videos more love. For, there you uh, go. Slacking on the music video love there. Now. Amazing. I'm looking forward. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to going home and listening to you guys while eating octopus balls and maybe having a little cry. <laughs> let us know. Uh, give I me will. a ring. I will. I'll, I'll FaceTime you. I'll just. Let, at least let me know what's <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just no. see like an Instagram call coming through being like, Mark's a little like. <laughs> 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 Instagram calling me. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's you know, it's like it's like when you're younger and like, <laughs> or like someone that you you wake up and like after it would be like Saturday night and you've stayed in or whatever. Well, maybe this is just me. But you wake up and be like someone has called you at two in the morning five times on Instagram. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> they Always must feel fun. terrible today. Always fun. The fear. <laughs> anyway, folks, on that on that note, um, thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us today. Uh, please leave a review or rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, we are part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, so please also check out some of the other podcasts on the network, especially Joe Rooney's Podaroo, uh, which is an absolutely excellent podcast by a legendary Irish comedian. Hello, Joe Rooney here. Back in 2015, I recorded my first Podaroonie, and since then I've been chatting to people that I meet throughout my travels here and there all over the world including Sean Locke, Mary Coughlin, Frank Kelly, Joanne McAnally, Owen Colgan, Shazia Mertza, Aidan Gillen and Kautia Reardon, but loads of people you'd never heard of who have very interesting tales to tell, including the sadly no longer with us Boston-based comedian Barry Crimmins, who led a crusade against images of child abuse on the internet, Tracy Carroll, whose daughter Willow has the highest grade of cerebral palsy, Drada Homeless Aid, Christine Volset, a Norwegian singer-documentary maker who... Ended up hanging out with the young lads in inner city Dublin and riding bareback on a horse through the city streets. All these very interesting tales to tell and all you have to do is skip the first six minutes of me talking rubbish. That's Potteroni. Um, we hope we've brightened up your day a little bit and thank you as always to our wonderful sponsors Hophouse 13. They're what's hopping. And we're That's Banging. As always, please drink responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie.
This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.